0: It's the show that makes us talk. You know what I learned the other day? What? One of the three little pigs started a karate class. OK. He got a nickname. You know what it is?
1: <laughs> what? Porkchop. <laughs> what about our life? With Chris and Will. Hooray for Hollywood. That's gooey, bally, hooly Hollywood. Where any office boy or young mechanic can be a panic. Just a good-looking fan And any shop girl Can be a top girl If she pleases the tired Businessman Hooray
2: for Hollywood You may be homely in your neighborhood bum, 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 To be an actor See Mr. Factor You make your kisser look good Go out and try your luck
3: You may be Donald Duck Hooray Hollywood. Who for Hollywood? Good
0: old golden age, Hollywood.
3: Yeah.
0: Welcome to another episode of What About Our Life with Chris and Will. Yay. Obviously this week it's entertainment legends and iconic performances. The best of Hollywood land
3: Ooh. Remember, ah. if
0: you didn't know, Hollywood actually, the sign used to say Hollywood Land. That's right. And it now says Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Yep. The Hollywood sign was created in 1923. It's 45 feet tall and 350. 50 feet long wow now that's just hollywood it was longer uh when it was uh, hollywood land and it was purpose of it was to promote real estate hollywood land was based off of promoting real estate in hollywood believe it or not they dropped hollywood land in 1949 and it became hollywood and it was designed by the hollywood chamber of commerce and it was restored in 1978 for $27,000 back then.
1: That's a lot for back then. Yes.
0: And you know what's interesting about it? Each letter stands for a person who invested in that money.
1: I was not aware of that.
0: Yes. The H stands for Terence Donnelly, who is a newspaper publisher. The O stands for Giovanni Maza. I think that's how I'm saying An Italian movie producer. L is stand for Les Kelly, who was a founder of the Kelly Blue Book. (laughs) The other L is for from Gene Autry. Of course, everybody knows the famous actor. Mm -hmm. The Y, of course, playboy himself, Hugh Hefner. (laughs) W was Andy Williams, who was a famous singer. O was Alice Cooper. Really? Another famous singer. Yes. Wow. The other O was Warner Brothers Records. And finally, the D was Dennis Light, who was a businessman. And that's all the people who donated money to make up that $27,000 to restore the Hollywood sign. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. So going back, remember when we would walk down, um, I believe it was Santa Monica Boulevard or Sunset could be wrong. But remember, there's certain parts of Sunset where they still have the trolley tracks. From yeah, back that's in Sunset. The day. Yeah. Yes, because they used to have a trolley that went through all of uh, Hollywood, and it was a very popular thing at the time. And so they still have some of the tracks. They just, I guess, they never pulled up the tracks. They just filled them in with concrete because it's exactly what it looks like. But there are certain parts. That right, if you walk down Sunset right before the Hollywood Television Studios. Mm-hmm. It's right there on the left hand side if you're walking towards the uh, 101. Oh, okay. Yeah. On sunset. Do you remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. A lot of those classic uh, buildings and, um, a lot of those places are still there. Yeah. Believe it. That Max the Factory makeup Max place. Max Factor.
1: Pantages Pantages Theater.
0: is still there. Mm-hmm. Some of the most hi- iconic theaters are still there on Hollywood Boulevard. And some of the buildings on, on Sunset. There's actually a building uh, we've walked down down La Brea that used to be the studios that discovered Richie Valens. Oh.
4: It's,
1: men-
0: it's mentioned that in the, uh, the movie La Bamba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yes. yeah. so okay. classic Hollywood land. So if you ever get out to Hollywood, go take a tour of that and take the historic side. Not just the current productions and the uh, celebrity stuff, but there's a lot of history to that. And those studios still have a lot of history mm-hmm. in them as well. And it's, it is absolutely worth it. Yeah, Gives you the golden age of Hollywood.
1: Beginning. Well,
4: first we set the stage with a song.
2: We're ruined. We're all ruined. Talking pictures. Public is screaming for more. Make a musical. Musical? Sure. Make a musical. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through Good morning Good morning to you The show must go on Make them laugh, make them laugh Don't you know everyone wants to laugh ah, ah, Make them laugh, make them laugh, make them laugh
4: From where I stand, the sun is shining all over the place I'm singing in the rain Singing in the rain, what a glorious <laughs> feeling and I'm happy again. <laughs> singing
0: in the rain golden age of hollywood of course that is the famous trailer of singing in the rain Mm -hmm. iconic iconic film and performers debbie reynolds was in it
1: yes and donald o'connor and gene kelly
0: yep Absolutely. It was remarkable, remarkable Mm -hmm. movie. I've seen it a couple of times. It's been a while, though. More iconic performers, Lucille Ball. Of course. I mean. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Marilyn Monroe. Yes. Judy Garland. How could we forget?
1: Yeah. And we recently saw the, the Judy movie. movie. We've seen the
0: movie. It's it's yeah. really nice.
1: We've seen it how many times Gosh, already?
0: a lot. And every time
1: it's, it's just a whole new, it's like a whole it is. Be- it's, a it's set just, of emotions. It's a
0: wonderful story, but it's a sad story at that Yeah. Uh, of the age of um, Hollywood. What about Fred Astaire? Oh,
1: yeah. Frank Sinatra.
0: Frank Sinatra, of course. Marlon Brando. Yep.
1: He was in Guys and Dolls, another Uh, musical.
0: Robin Williams, of course. John Candy, legends. Walt Disney himself. Shirley Temple.
1: Now, you know what comes to mind when I think of that, right?
0: Uh, The hippopotamus song from Christmas time. Yeah. (laughs) What about uh, Betty Davis?
1: Ooh. Really quick, can I can yeah, I say? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so my high school, uh, senior high school teacher, uh, Mrs. Grouette, it was a Betty Davis impersonator, That's and funny. she's done it for a long time. And boy, does she look almost identical to Betty That's Davis. Funny, yes, that is
0: funny. Uh, gosh, um, Julie Newmar.
1: Oh, she was so statuesque.
0: She was. You know what she's <laughs> really kind of known for?
1: Uh, Catwoman. Catwoman,
0: right? absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Dame Joan. Uh, Joan um Collins.
1: Yes, Joan Collins.
0: I want to say Joan Rivers. I was that's, thinking that's what, what I was trying to say? say is Joan Rivers. But it was actually Joan Collins was Dame Joan Collins. But we've actually met Joan Rivers before she died too. Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And one we've actually had dinner with and we actually know Richard Chamberlain. Yes,
1: that's right. That was and um, many people might not know this, but he's um, hes an artist, a painter. He is. He's a
0: really good painter. Funny thing, we he invited us out to lunch because I worked with him on a set. And we went to, um, what was that? The Ivy. The Ivy out in LA. Oh, my <laughs> God. That restaurant, it was good, but their salad is like $20. I ain't never spent that much on lettuce in <laughs> my entire <laughs> life. And it was no different than the lettuce I buy it at, at another restaurant for less than that. But it was a $20 damn Caesar salad.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: and it was a small bowl. It's not like it came to me in, in a whole head <laughs> of lettuce. It was, it was funny. <sighs> Carrie Fisher.
1: Yeah,
0: people didn't know that was actually Debbie Reynolds' oh, daughter. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Yes. Um of course you have to say Alex Trebek from Jeopardy. Yeah.
1: That's did infamous. you know that um he shares the same birthday like day in the month as mine? Really? Yeah.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. What about um Jean Autry? Ooh, Dean Martin.
1: Yeah, those are some good ones. Yeah.
0: Um Betty White, of course.
1: Yes, Betty White. uh, Estelle Getty.
0: Estelle Getty. Rue McClanahan.
1: Yeah. And the author the
0: author of course. Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, so many
0: classic. I mean, some of these are not even Golden Age that we mentioned, but some of them were. And they have some really good history behind them because it's all about Hollywood and how the time was with Hollywood back in the day. Because back in the day, the studios actually contracted actors to be exclusive to that studio.
1: Talking and about that, yes, uh, Mickey Rooney.
0: Mickey Rooney. He of started course. out in movies,
1: of course. Yes, yeah. uh, uh,
0: Judy Garland had a love thing for uh, Mickey Rooney. Yep, back and in the he day. turned her down. He turned her down. That's right. <laughs> but anyway, the studios have contracted actors back in the day to make them exclusive to make movies just for that studio. Now it's not like that anymore. Um, you, if you, if an actor or somebody has a deal with a studio, it's generally production deal. It's not really. Yeah strictly, uh, actor or that forth. So Hollywood has changed over the years, mm-hmm. but you know, today we have a really special guest with us. Oh yeah. Golden age. I love her. She is amazing. Been in so much. Stuff. Gosh, she has the amazing, the talented Ruta Lee Yay! is going to be with us and gosh, she's been on, uh, the love boat. Perry Mason, Fantasy
1: Island, Fantasy
0: Island, uh, Hogan's Heroes. That's right. George Burns and Grace Allen show. Those were two that we didn't yeah. mention. Iconic. The Lucy Show, Mm-hmm. the original Roseanne series. Yep. Uh, Sunset Strip. She was part of Hollywood's glamorous ladies. Mm-hmm. She's close. She was close friends with the late Debbie Reynolds as well as Lucille Ball, mm-hmm. and uh, she was a co-founder of the, how do you say it? The,
1: the th- Thalians.
0: Yes, the Thalians. That was also a Debbie Reynolds project yep. that they worked together on. She was on Days of Our Lives, Hogan Heroes. Yeah, we already mentioned Hogan
1: Heroes. Yes.
0: Uh, she also was one of the first women to ever host a game show That's with right. Alex Trebek. Was, it was that a high, high Rollers? High Rollers. Yeah. Correct, correct. So uh yeah, she's got a huge history. And
1: what was that one movie that was it a movie that she did?
0: Um, it was um seven, it was seven brides and um seven grooms or something of seven brides and seven brothers. There you go. Yeah. I wanted to say grooms. Seven brides and seven brothers. That was one of the films that she did from back in the day. Yeah. So we are going to Give her a call. We love Ruta. And so sit back, get ready to go back into some golden age Hollywood because Ruta Lee is coming up.
3: Now, here's the man with the action, Alex Trebek.
4: Thank you very much. Happy fourth. Nice to have you joining us on High Rollers. Let's get right to it. The dice that our players are going to be using to win prizes that are on this board under these nine numbers cash, merchandise, great vacations. Our matches are best two games out of three. Whoever wins a match plays the big numbers back here for $10,000 in cash. And now, the lady who rolls the dice, Miss Ruta Lee.
3: Come here, Ruta. The 4th of July yes. opening.
4: <laughs> I was just going to say, I was about to ask you, did you bring the sparklers? And the sparklers came in a little fast. You okay?
2: The sparklers came in just you, a little fast today. Okay? Yes, I'm fine. Thank you, you very to be much. Are you able to go on? I think so. If I keel over, it'll be in a dead faint because it's a happy birthday to Look, America.
1: I, I know they said, you know, do something different for the 4th of July. With us today is one of Hollywood's glamorous ladies, Hollywood legend Ruta Lee. Hi, Ruta. Both my sweeties. oh Thank you for saying that. That just made me really smile. I appreciate that. Oh,
2: that's nice. That's nice. Well, oh, I'm just so delighted to catch up with you. Now tell me exactly where are you today?
0: Well, we are in at we're in Louisiana today. Um So it's way in the afternoon. Ah, uh, yeah, three o'clock. Three o'clock. And what kind of weather are you having? Well let's let's just say it's 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 hot. It's I think Oh it is hot. It is. I think we I think the car said it was a hundred degrees outside today.
2: Holy mackerel, yeah. I thought we were hot last week. Today all of a sudden out of the clear blue we have clouds and a gray sky, which is most unusual for Southern California. Yes.
1: But maybe it cools things down over there, so maybe it's a good thing. Oh,
2: boy, has it cooled things down. I'm wearing a pair of sweats today. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: love
2: Very glamorous, I have to tell you. Very. Oh, I bet.
0: I wouldn't expect anything different. <laughs> I, I, We love the weather in California. It is wonderful, wonderful weather. Over here, it's muggy, so you get that humidity. So if it feel, so yeah. if the temperature is 100, then it's usually more than that. So, doesn't really uh the fall weather doesn't really account for us so you know when do you do you come out often to california um we do it depends on what projects we have going on and in fact we um we get we get married in december Yay. and then after that we're going we're going to be in la and we're going to be visiting with uh, eileen Graf in uh december so we'll be there in december oh
2: how lovely yeah yes. she's a darling girl yes she so is. give me a buzz when you're here and, and come by and i'll buy you a drink oh ah. i love that yes well i'm just glad that you get to spend some time in our wonderful city of hollywood and, and beverly hills and westwood and all the places oh. um we we have a, an awful lot that's wrong with our state but there's The weather makes up for everything else.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, we love Hollywood. Um, We've spent quite a few years out there, and we would, um, you know, we lived actually in North Hollywood, San Mm -hmm. Diego, for a little while, and.
2: Oh really? Where in North Hollywood did you live, more or less?
0: (laughs) The funny thing is, is we actually lived. Gosh, I can't remember the crossroads, but it was next to the Academy Building.
1: Lancashire and um, oh, okay, uh, okay. What was that? Yeah, it was. Yeah, ne-
2: Magnolia. Or yes, like yes, that. yes, yeah, yes. yeah.
0: Because we yeah. Did, we did a lot of work with I, Warner Brothers and Universal, so it was uh-huh. close proximity to where we needed to be. So well, there, that worked. Yeah. So
2: I mean, the El Portal is one of my favorite theaters. And oh, it is nice. right there, yes, and it is. of course, debbie Reynolds, who was my my adopted sister, my sister uh-huh. in charity and and really closer than a sister was to me, um used to spend her her quarters and dimes and whatever going to the El Portal you know on Saturdays wow so all of it is kind of very beloved to me that whole north hollywood area which has so changed yes and become so yuppie sophisticated now you know know. it's quite wonderful
0: (laughs) yes i know we were actually just in we were just in la in october so or not not uh, october a couple of months ago yes yes in may actually yes yes may we were actually in la for a brief little time and we saw it how it's grown, and I'm like, oh, the only the only thing I hate about Hollywood growing is they take away the, um, the 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 vintage of Hollywood because we love the historic yes. side of Hollywood, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. we love all that, and so some of that starts to disappear and it starts to go away a little bit. So that's the only thing we we hate about it, but um, but we do we do we actually do love Hollywood.
2: You know, the Actors Fund has an event coming up that's a fundraiser, but they're doing it at Musso and Frank's. Oh, nice. Do you know that restaurant? If you if you I, want Hollywood Vintage, oh, I you've got to go there. That's like 125 years old. Wow. I've, and it's been there since the beginning. And I think the waiters have been there since the <laughs> beginning. <laughs> that's funny. No, we've never at, been inside of it. We have heard of yes. it. Oh, my dear, you have to go. In <laughs> fact, the last time I saw Eileen, I think I took her to dinner there. We went after some event at the at the Hollywood Museum.
3: Oh, nice. And
2: uh, it's, it's just so wonderful. I judge restaurants by their bread and by the cleanliness of their curtains. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. it's a funny way to judge, but I started doing that in France. You know, I, I love restaurants in france because they have the menu outside that you can peruse and and look at what they have and how much they want and etc etc and i discovered that all the restaurants that i really liked had beautifully crispy starched window curtains wow and and then the bread was damn good, soft on the inside but crusty and chewy on the outside, uh-huh. and uh, I, I apply that same thing to Hollywood, of course it's hard to find w- window curtains anywhere anymore yeah wow, well have you ever, I'm sure you have the
0: one place that, that is historic in Hollywood the restaurant we always eat at I'm, I know I'm going to mess up the name but
1: Mi- uh, is it, or Michelli's?
0: yes, do you know that
2: place? oh Michelli's, oh yes! my lord That's, I think, the oldest pizza house in Hollywood. And um, I I don't know that the one in Hollywood exists anymore, does it? Yeah,
3: Uh, yeah, it does. But I
2: know that there's one on, um, not Vineland, but Barham, I think. Yes. And uh, Ventura Boulevard in the valley. And that's funny that you should mention that. I was driving by it yesterday, and I suddenly, and I'm getting it again, again for a really good pizza. Oh, yeah. And I love pizza with stringy, stringy cheese on yes. a thin <laughs> crust. Oh, Lord. That just the vapors that come up from a pizza are so fabulous. Oh, yes. I love. We love that
0: restaurant. Yes. We go to it every time we're in Hollywood. And um, the best thing about it is they enforce their cell phone policy, which is even better because I love going to dinner without having to have my cell phone. It's just a relief. What a
2: great idea. Yes. I thought it was great when we couldn't smoke in restaurants anymore. Now we can't even use telephones. That's a great idea. It is. I I, it's, I looked at a table the other day and we were all together. Of course, we were asking questions and people were looking up, uh, you know, on Google or whatever it is, right. who was married to who in Hollywood or when they died or whatever the case may be. But it, I just looked at the table and I said, my God, out of eight people, five of them are on the bloody telephone yeah yeah and and that's just not fun it's not and it's now not. of course kids don't even look at each other i don't think anymore they just look at pictures on their cell phone yes mm-hmm. no i agree i agree i
0: we always try to ask ourselves what what was our life like when before internet and cell phones and all that stuff and i'm like it was actually good you know you enjoyed nature much more yeah. you had to find things to do that made you happy. You had to look inside your inner self to entertain well yourself.
2: you you two are youngsters compared to me oh but I, know. I do <laughs> remember <laughs> I do remember that your mother said, "Go out in the fresh air and play yes, and that was at you know seven in the morning, and you had to be home by the time the lights went on outside.
0: yes yes that's the and way wasn't it that was. wonderful to live that way it was it was because see i'm a 70 late 70s baby and he's an early, early 80s. 80s baby so we grew up to me i the 80s was my best generation i, I loved agree. the I 80s agree. yes and um you know early 90s was great too but that was the that yeah that was the time period again that we had to find a connection with one another and it and you know you couldn't hide behind technology to do it kind of like mm-hmm. if, if you if you wanted to break up with somebody you literally had to do it in in person you couldn't do it <laughs> over the phone <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. i love those things. i case. love that <laughs> <laughs> Well, are you
2: warning her of something? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Don't answer your cell phone,
0: darling. <laughs> <laughs> well, Willie and I, we, we are together 24-7. And yes. we him and I have been together for 20 years, and we never leave each other's sight, not for even a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've managed to tolerate for so long. That, to the point to where if I did send him a, a text message that said, I'm, I'm over it, I'm ready to be broken, he'd turn around and sit there and say, no, you're not. No, mm-hmm. you're not. <laughs>
2: Definitely. And let me explain to you why. Uh-huh. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep.
2: Yep. it's so, it's 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 funny. Thank you for sharing all of your viewers and listeners with me. I'm, I'm so thrilled.
0: Oh, well, but, no, thank
2: you. Thank for... you. I mean,
1: just i'm i know i sound speechless at the moment but that that just really warms my heart so thank you for saying that
0: yes and we're very cool. kind. we will spend all the time with you girl we'll we'll mm-hmm. have some martinis whatever you drink we'll we'll drink with that's,
1: you. that's it. Uh, that's it yep. that's my favorite
2: uh-huh. oh
1: i have a specialty martini though yeah, yeah. he does oh he... yeah
2: my, my husband does the most wonderful drinks which i of course taught him how to do <laughs> but he's improved on it and that is he does what he, what we call vodka salads,
3: oh,
4: nice. where he
2: takes a great big huge martini glass—not one of those little eyewash cups, but
4: yeah.
2: you know the big broad
4: ones—and
2: uh-huh. he puts in a bunch of ice, and then he chug-a-lugs in a lot of vodka. I don't like gin, but I like vodka. Oh, I do too. And he chug-a-lugs in, and then onto either a plastic knitting needle or a pickup stick. You know what I mean? Yes. By the pick-up sticks, a very long toothpick. In other words, uh-huh. he skewers anything that has ever been pickled: corn, nice. dilly beans, olives, onions, pepperoncinis, a cauliflower, anything that we have in the refrigerator that has either been brined or pickled.
4: Uh-huh.
2: No vermouth. Just slaps that on uh, the the, the uh, pick-up stick or the knitting needle, and plops it in each glass. Wow. And I've got to tell you, it's a one-drink party. Oh. Because one is enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to that one because, I see, I drink a lot of vodka, too, and I like uh, vodka rocks. I just like vodka straight up. Now, I can't drink it from the bottle, but I can drink it in a glass with ice. But I love anything vodka because it, it, it is that one, that drink, because it's like, okay, this is good, I'm good, you know.
2: So I look forward to that one. Yeah. It was Peter Lawford that taught me to drink vodka. Uh, We were doing Sergeant 3 at the time, in which I was lucky enough to be the leading lady, to Peter and and, uh, Joey Bishop and Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra and Sammy Uh Davis. What a gang. Anyway, uh, Frank had given us the plane we were shooting up in Kanab, Utah, to fly to... um, Palm Springs, where I had a little home, uh-huh. and where Peter was then married to Pat Kennedy, uh, they had a home there. And we got on the plane, and somehow somebody forgot to put ice on the plane. <laughs> and so he, uh, Peter, said, uh, "Okay, here, here's a glass of vodka." And me, I was only drinking Singapore slings and you know little girly drinks. Right. that were sweet and fluffy and all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> and he handed me this, this shot, not shot glass, but a bourbon glass or whatever of, of vodka. And just not to be a dunce, I, I went ahead and took a sip and I discovered, my God, it does have a nice thing to it. Not not necessarily a taste, because I don't know what the taste is. Maybe rye or something you can taste in the seed, but... but uh, it was so smooth going down and made me feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I discovered that I really liked vodka a lot. Wow. And um, I find that uh, if I'm in a, a bar somewhere and I ask for a vodka Gibson, I happen to like onions, uh-huh. and I, ask, I say, don't put any vermouth in it, put a tiny, tiny touch of the juice that the onions are pickled in, oh, into it. And boy, is that good. Oh. <laughs> I bet it
0: is. I've never had that before. That's unique. Well, you're going to try it, aren't you? I am. I totally am. You know, the first, I don't, you probably do remember this, and, um, you know, we'll, I'll, I'll ask you something about it in a minute, but um, the first time I ever had Vodka Rocks, Willie and I got invited, and it's not there anymore, but you remember the Friars Club? in hollywood of course we in got, hollywood or new york hollywood the hollywood one yeah of course i uh, we got invited to go there before it closed and that was the first place i had uh vodka rocks because we again going back into the historic side of hollywood they used to have the pictures of all the different celebrities that had been there and the the one that always came to mind that we were like oh my god she was in here um was your good friend Lucille Ball. Oh my God! Yes, Lucille
2: Ball and and another brilliant, fabulous woman comedian. Yes, uh, Phyllis Diller. Oh,
0: wow! Yes. Were,
2: you know, you know, Phyllis went to an event at the club uh, dressed as a guy.
0: Did she really? Huh. Wow! Did you
2: know that? Yeah, I didn't. No. This was a men's only roast. Uh huh. And she said, screw that idea <laughs> And she got dressed in a, in a tie And a thing and the whole thing And, and went as a guy That's
0: crazy, but that's funny that, And then I eventually, I guess, you know She
2: said, ba-da, looky here <laughs> <laughs> That is funny This guy has boobs <laughs> <laughs> That is funny So what can you tell Isn't me about Isn't that fun? Luc-
0: it is, what can you tell me about Lucille? Lucy
2: Lucy well, here, here she became a very good friend, uh-huh. and I'm enchanted that when she died and, and little Lucy, who was also my friend, was going through her stuff, put together a lot of her scarves. Remember, she used yeah. scarves yes. a lot. She'd put up in her hair, or she'd tie her hair back in a scarf or whatever, and so whenever I put them on, it's it's like a blessing from her... And one that I'm sending back, you know, to Lucille Ball. She, I I first met her um, privately. Uh, I was uh, on a luncheon date with somebody who had a plane, and we had gone down to Mexico where he had to pick something up, and then we met Lucy and Desi at Del Mar Racetrack
4: wow. for a
2: day at the races. Yeah. and, And, of course, my mouth fell open that I was with this divine these these divine creatures, you know uh-huh. who were so big on television, and she fell in love with me, I think, because of what I was wearing originally, as you know, she loves polka dots, yes, yes. She and does. I was wearing a big full skirted uh, dress that was all black and white polka dots, and she just thought that was a grand idea so I didn't work for her for quite some time, but afterwards, I I did get hired many times, and she always gave me wonderful roles where I really, really got featured. Uh And that was one of the lovely things about Lucy was that she didn't worry about being an aging beauty; she worried about having new talent around her all the time. Right. And she mentored talent. She had a an organization at the studio that she ran. Carol Cook was one of her finds, uh-huh. and uh, she she was just wonderful. She was a very tough taskmaster on the set. She brooked no foolishness and um but she loved me because I knew you know that was a four camera show they did, right mm-hmm. and you really had to be in the right place for the right line. To deliver it to the right angle of the camera, you know. Right. And she really appreciated that about me and always commended me and in and, and print would say she's a great pro and know what she's doing and great fun on the set, you know, so that's good. So that's the kind of lady she was there. Very generous, very wonderful. The lousiest hostess when it <laughs> came to food. <laughs> after desi she was married to a jew for god's sake if jews know anything is to have the refrigerator full of good stuff you Uh know yes and somehow if you went over and we went over to the house constantly a group of us including carol burnett and and dick gotier and barbara stewart and all of that we'd go over to play charades or whatever Mm -hmm. until she became so fascinated with um Oh, what's the, 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 the... You Roll the Dice game um, that was so popular for a while. I'll, I'll call you at two in the morning. T- <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it was Anyway, it... Uh, it, it uh, oh, Jesus, all of a sudden I've forgotten what the, the game is called. But uh, but, but uh, Stump the Stars... I, not Stump the Stars, but uh, Panamime and all of that good stuff was really great fun. We used to go to her house. Now, her idea of having food to eat would be, there would be three thin slices of salami and one little piece of cheese that you had to share, you know, with that (laughs) kind of thing. So I always said she was a lousy hostess when it came to cooking, but oh my God, she was so generous in every other way.
0: Now, let me ask you this. Um, Knowing that you've known her for as many years as you had, there's so many different reports that went out with it that said that in her lasting years, she was uh, not happy. Do you, do you believe that? No, no.
2: That's what I kind of figured. No, no I don't believe it. I think she, she loved to, to do for people. She didn't make uh, you know, big things about, look what I'm doing. She just did it. Um, I asked her to, to come to the Thalians ball, um, which, you know, I headed up with Debbie Reynolds for a very long time. And she came and was our star of the evening, and we built a whole show around her, and, and Little Desi played Big Desi, Little Lucy played Big Lucy, I played Vivian Vance, and Shecky Green played Bill Frawley. Uh-huh. So it was a, a, quite an evening. Then another time I asked her to be the honorary chairperson of something that I did for the City of Hope. And she came readily and did that and let us use her publicity-wise, etc. And these were all in, not all, but some of it was in the latter years of her life. And I I saw her a lot. She was out a lot. She wasn't staying home secluded or anything like that. Uh She still got it together and looked damn good.
0: Nice. Well, she has always been a great legend in our eyes. And we had uh speaking a little bit about your good friend uh miss debbie reynolds we Mm -hmm. actually met debbie a long time ago we had a brief little conversation with her and what a sweetheart loved everything about debbie reynolds tell me without a doubt tell me about that that friendship and that charitable organization that you guys put together
2: I didn't actually put it together, but most people think I did because I was either president or chairman of the board for 50 years, you know. And these were roles that Debbie and I exchanged, and we'd forget. She'd say, what am I now? Am I president or am I chairman of the board? But we raised millions and millions and millions of dollars for... The disease that nobody wanted to talk about, it was closeted, and that was mental health. Yes. And mental disease, no family wanted to stress. No. And Hollywood shone a spotlight, because we were Hollywood for mental health. And Hollywood shone a spotlight into that dark abyss that is mental illness and hoped to give it the light of healing, you know? and of course we weren't the doctors or the psychiatrists or the therapists we were simply the fundraisers right and we raised a lot of money for mental health and then about um, almost 10 years ago we changed our focus we were Hollywood for mental health from pediatric to geriatric services and then we said you know i frankly said i'm i'm getting tired of supporting young kids or young men and women who were shooting stuff up their nose or into their arm. Uh, and that was part of our, you know, obviously a very big part of the Hollywood problem. Right. Not just Hollywood, it's everywhere, but it's more focused here. Right. And we we changed our direction and said, you know, the young men and women who are out there fighting our wars for us that they didn't ask for, are coming home injured maimed physically and mentally Uh and they're falling through the cracks right so we joined up with ucla's operation mend operation mend heals the broken bodies the missing arms the blown off faces we are dealing with the injured spirit mind and soul right and uh, I'm very proud of the fact that a group of actors started this organization because they got tired of being called pot-smoking, hard-drinking assholes who had nothing <laughs> to, de- to deliver to the community, right. you know. And they said, we get together to party and play and around the piano and sing and carry on. It's like a show. Why don't we do a show and sell tickets? And that's how the Thalians was formed. And for your listening audience, it's T-H-A-L-I-A-N-S, Uh Thalians.org. You can look it up and find out all about us. Um, So that's uh, I'm proud of the fact that a group of actors and people who support us have been so good and so generous, and Lord knows Americans are the most generous people in the world. You just have to give them the whole story and uh which i used to believe the press did now i'm not so sure the press does anything right yes but nevertheless um the the computer is there and by the way for anybody in our hollywood area or who wants to fly in we are not doing our great big huge extravaganzas uh uh, anymore where we honored everybody from frank sinatra to to Clint Eastwood hell it took me 20 years to get Clint to be our honoree oh, wow. and Lucy as, I, as you know was one of them and, and uh, so many wonderful people um, but we, we do a beautiful Christmas dinner dance uh-huh. at the Bel Air Country Club which is pretty nice Yes. and have just enough entertainment to amuse everybody but it's a lovely dinner and dance and uh, helps to raise funds so we invite everybody to come. And you can get the information at Thalians.org. Very nice. Very nice. Very very nice.
1: So with uh, you being so involved into that, what advice would you give to dealing with mental health?
2: Don't hide it. It's not a disease that should be swept under the rug. It is a dreadful thing to have i can't imagine anything worse i'm i'm going through it now with my beautiful husband the best looking guy with a uh-huh. great personality a wonderful businessman who had a stroke a couple of years ago which left him fine physically uh-huh. but slightly out to lunch mentally his his memory is not good he'd be the first to tell you that it's not right. and it's something that has to be dealt with with patience and love and of course i have about as much patience as a flea does you know (laughs) so that's my my big prayer to god every night is god give me patience to put myself in my husband's or somebody else's place that is ill especially with mental problems because you don't see them and it's hard to sympathize with them
0: right and it that is So totally true. Um, You know, unfortunately, Willie here deals with uh, CPTSD Mm -hmm. and that's it's 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 a we admit it a lot because it helps us go through not helps him go through whatever it is he's going through. And for myself on I feel like I'm going through going through it with him, you know, maybe not exactly, but I'm going through it with him because I sympathize for what it's doing and you know so good the the, the understanding good. is is almost constant and and I have to find myself to find that patience in me because I'm the same way I'm like the go 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 person Oh good and I'm glad I'm not the only not, one <laughs> you're totally not and I catch myself cuz sometimes I have to I'll find myself going and calling a friend and saying look stop me for a second I have to I have to talk about this because I don't want to, um, you know, I I don't want to say the wrong thing and it affects him. So please tell me, am I right? Am I wrong? Should I, or just tell me to shut up, you know? And, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I find myself that that's where that patience comes in and they're like, no, you just need to calm down and chill out and he'll,
2: he'll find his way through it. So I definitely. That calm down and chill out is very important because I find myself being angry all the time. Yes. And, I know that it's not anything that I should be angry about. It's a problem that exists and dealing with it with anger isn't going to help above all me. Exactly. To deal with it in the future. So uh, thanks. I'm I'm glad we're sharing this with your with your audience.
0: Yes, and thank you because it's I have doing going through this process, I have I where my anger really directs to is how much of society has left mental illness out of the picture. And, you know, we don't have enough awareness for it. We don't have enough help for it. We don't have enough of any of it to help get past it. So I think that if more people kind of understood what it, what it is and, you know, why it happens or why it doesn't happen, whatever the case may be, maybe we could fix it like we're trying to cure cancer. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. Yeah, and
2: I, I also, that's another one of my great wishes is that I wish there are so many people trying to cure cancer. I wish all of the scientists would get together in one seminar someday and say, what do you know? What do I know? Let me try that. What was this? I cannot help but feel that there is a cure for cancer already there.
0: Oh, I agree. Totally agree. And it's agree. just
2: not being shared.
0: Yeah i agree i agree if we if i think if we could keep the politics out of the um the medical field we would find oh, things how right so you much are. Yeah. yes and that is yeah. my biggest thing is you know it keep the politics and keep the business out of it because i have we have found even with this journey we have found that it's like it everything you you have to go through Doctor after doctor after doctor, because there are great doctors and then there are bad doctors. And some of them, their only, their first thing is, is who's your insurance? You know, what will your insurance cover? And it's like, uh-huh. you know what? It's uh-huh. like, you know what? Yeah. Don't worry about my insurance. Just take care of the matter. You know, my importance is getting him back on track and yes. getting him to do what he needs, he loves to do. We'll worry about the money thing later. Well, we can't do that. Well, then I'm going to go to somebody else that will. Um, so if we could keep politics and the business out of the medical field, I think we would be a much happier generation in my opinion.
2: Well, of course, but you know stop and think about it when Louis Pasteur was stirring up his pots, politics was still in it. Right. You know, the the finance world was still in it. I I guess as long as human beings are human, it's it's going to continue. But, uh, well, we can just pray for better times. Let me ask you something. Where are you getting married? In Florida, actually. Ah. Yes. Any special place? Are we announcing it or are you keeping it quiet? Uh,
0: Yes, a very special place. We're getting married at Disney World.
3: Yay!
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. And your best
2: man is going to be Mickey Mouse.
0: Oh, <laughs> you know what? I totally wished, but they won't let him do it. <laughs> but, yes. Oh, but how lovely. That is so pretty. Yes,
1: yes. It is. Yes. It
0: is. Well, we met at Disney uh, back in uh, 1999,
1: D99. actually. <laughs> yep. Is that right? Yes. yes. May of 99. Yes.
0: Yes. At, at six in the morning, mind you. Mm-hmm. What, a, what a way to have Excuse
2: to m- me, but what were you doing? (laughs) (laughs)
0: we were working we got we had a shit we had just got hired I had just gotten out of high school and when I graduated from high school my goal was I wanted to progress my life so um, I secretly uh, got a job because I was born and raised in Louisiana and right before graduation the spring break prior I asked my sister I said look I want to move to Florida I know where I want to get a job will you take me to Disney so I can apply so I did I applied, I got the job, I told my parents nothing about it, and um, I really wasn't going to tell them anything about it until I actually moved out, because I knew they'd try to stop me. But Disney kind of destroyed that, because Disney called two weeks before graduation to (laughs) sign everything up, and my mother answered the phone. (laughs) And she's like, and who is this? And it was such and such from Walt Disney World. We're just confirming uh, his start date, and so after I got off the phone call, you could just see the eyes that says, "Oh well, when were you going to tell us this?" this? Um, oh When I was dear. in the car, maybe you know, but uh, but no. And so I had um, I had just got out of high school. I had been with Disney for that year, and then we had got I had gotten scheduled a shift, a morning shift. Um, it was an entertainment program, and he was there. And it was six in the morning when we first met, and. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, we were very talkative, and it was it was like it was in the midday. So, and ever since then, it's I haven't been able to get him to shut up.
1: And the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, though, prior to that, a very I love
2: it. I love it. I love yes, it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. He was. And, the, and what date are you doing this?
0: Uh, December or have you picked? December fifth. Yes, 5th.
2: December fifth. Oh. oh, how nice! The weather will be beautiful.
0: It will be. Christmas is one of our uh, favorite time periods of all time. I mean, we really go crazy in Christmas time. So, and Disney, of course, is so gorgeous, and the weather's nice in Florida around that time. So, it's a yes. perfect date, absolutely. Do you
2: know what's surprising me is that you don't sound like you're from the south. That's because. How come you don't have that drawl? I used
0: to when I first uh, moved out. I did. I had the little twang, as Willie put it.
1: <laughs> In pronunciation um, of a couple of words. Yes, I, I did, but I think
0: it was because I'd been away for so long, and, um, you know, so I kind of lost the accent. And where's Willie from?
1: Um, well, I am, I would say I was originally uh, from New York, um, but I grew the up... The city? What was that? The city. The city? Uh, long Island.
2: Oh, well, that's pretty much the city, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, Ronkonkoma. So um, and then I lived about ten years in Northern San Diego, um, from second grade ah. to about my halfway my junior year of high school, and then uh-huh. um, from then on I had lived in Orlando.
2: Uh huh. Yes. Yes. Well, you're a real Floridian now, boy. I I think that San Diego is God's country. Uh, <sighs> yes. The climate is is so ideal. Uh huh. When you had mentioned uh, the
1: Del Mar uh, thing prior, I'm like, I know exactly where that's at. I know where Del yeah, Mar is. Yeah, it's
2: so nice because it's it, it's it hot but dry and lovely. Oh, it is. You know. Oh well, that's okay. Now
0: let me ask you this: you you have you have worked around some of the greatest stars and celebrities of all time and legendary. I'm gonna give you two names. Can you tell me if you ever met them? One of them is Judy Garland. Did you ever meet Judy?
2: I am sorry to say no. no, never met her, was never, as I recall, maybe not even in the same room with her. I don't know how that happened, <laughs> but uh, her, her daughters, that's a whole other story. You oh, know, Eliza, Eliza is yes. a longtime friend, and I went to her wedding, and weddings, I should say, Yes, <laughs> and, and her other daughter, of course, and uh, so, yes, uh, uh, I do not unfortunately know judy garland and she was always one of my absolute favorites
0: yes her and marilyn monroe was my legendaries
2: now there you go marilyn monroe i only met once uh, how was she that? was on frank sinatra's arm uh, and frank was having a birthday party for dean martin uh-huh and all the guys were playing at the sands We were on location in Kanab, Utah, which was, you know, like an hour's flight north of of Vegas. And we all came down to this beautiful party that Dean was being fated by uh, Frank Sinatra. And, of course, they're all in black tie and in gowns and things, and I'm in a little itsy-pitsy cotton dress. The only thing I brought to location in Kanab, Utah Uh And, uh, you know, where Dean said, the only thing to do in Kanab, Utah, is walk up the street on Saturday night and watch them give haircuts. (laughs) That was the entertainment. (laughs) So there I am, sitting next to John Wayne and and Milton Berle. Wow. And and being treated like a little queen. And in walks Marilyn to the uh, stage a showroom uh, floor, right? Uh-huh.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, Elizabeth Taylor, who was then married to Eddie, was sitting across the table from me, Uh huh. and she was considered the most beautiful thing around, right? Right. Let me tell you, she failed in comparison to Marilyn Monroe. Wow. Oh. When Marilyn walked in, of course, in white fox over her shoulder, a spangly white dress, that body that she had, her platinum hair, there was an aura about her. You know who else had it? The Gabor's had it.
4: Yes. The
2: Gabor sisters all had Uh it. But Marilyn had this inner light that seemed to glow, and she walked in the room, and it was like every spotlight hit her, you know. Wow. And she sat down at the table, and she smiled and said hello, but that's it. That's as far as I got with Marilyn Monroe. But I've always been a big fan And I know she was very difficult to work with because uh, my director friend, Billy Wilder, who was also the director of uh, uh, Witness for the Prosecution, which is, Uh again, one of the top 100 films along with Seven Brides that I'm very proud of. I may not have had major, major roles, but I had major, major claim to being in one of the 100 best movies, you know. But um, he he said that she was very difficult. You had to have the patience of Job to uh, to deal with her because she was constantly late and constantly worried and insecure and not knowing if everything was okay. And uh, but wow, the result that he got was so good. I don't know whether it was direction or editing or performance, but it all came together awfully good in Some Like It Hot. Right. Yes. Yep. Wow. So what about Fred Astaire? How was he? Oh, you're talking about one of my favorites. Uh-huh. yes. <laughs> I did, yeah, I did Funny Face with Fred and Audrey Hepburn. Uh-huh. And, uh, in fact, I just did one of those bio things
3: yeah.
4: for
2: a London company on, on uh, Audrey yesterday. Nice. And uh, he became a friend uh, that that really was nice. I'd get and like an idiot, I didn't keep any of this. You think it's going to go on forever, you know. Uh-huh. He would send me little notes saying, I saw you on such and such. It was not the greatest part you've ever played, but you're okay. Uh, go for other kinds of things, you know. Right. And he would send me beautiful little notes like that. And uh, his daughter became a very good friend of mine and her later husband. And she would call her dad and say, Dad, you want to come over for dinner? We're going to have just a couple people in. No, honey, I don't think so. I don't want to come. He'd say. And she'd say, but Ruta's coming. He'd say, oh, okay. <laughs> in that case, I'll come. Now, if I played my cards right, maybe I could have been Mrs. Fred Astaire and had all those royalties. <laughs> uh, wow. It's driving me crazy that his wife that he did marry the last I mean, his second wife and the last wife, um, has been so um, negative about showing any of his stuff or or giving it out to be seen on television or whatever, and I sort of feel like she's burying him a second time, and I wish she wouldn't, you Uh, know?
0: Yes. No, I agree. I agree. Well, I mean, in theory, that's how we keep the golden age of Hollywood alive, is when you you keep all that out there for people to see. And, you know, the younger generations, I feel they miss that when there's no opportunity for them to relive those moments. Now, again, streaming has done so well in putting some of those classic movies back on the television to where you can go and see them now compared to, you know, recent years where you couldn't. But I agree. I think it's extremely important to um, keep the life of the legends, even like yourself, alive. Yes, I yes. Mean, well, I totally forever.
2: agree. I just, uh, it's, it's astounding. I mean, I love Turner Classic Movies. Yes. Uh, because that that was the first to come along to really do this, and they proved the point that uh, a whole channel can be dedicated to it and make money, you know, which yes. is amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, I was lucky enough to be invited to a lot of their uh, anniversary things that they do here in Hollywood, and then I was also invited on one of the cruises, and um, really had a great time. Boy, what wonderful fans and friends these people are who really love the Golden Age, you know? Yes. Oh, yes. And,
0: uh, yes. Love the people from it. Well, that's the one thing about this show that we get complimented on a lot uh-huh. is bringing back the memories that people once lost.
1: Yes, definitely. And
0: that's one thing that we love about it because it's that's like i said we love we love hollywood in so many different ways and we love the classic hollywood and and you know in fact we go back to lucy again we visited the old del mar studios many a times
1: and Uh, renmar well
0: renmar that's what it Mm -hmm. is renmar studios many a times and that used to be the old desi lu studio and you know and i'm like oh that was just so many memories and then when we went to, um, I think it's Hollywood Television Center Studios. Yes. Mm-hmm. We did a project, mm-hmm. and in one of the sound stages, that's where they shot. I think one of the seasons of I Love Lucy. And I'm like, oh, you can feel the vibes yeah. of classic coming alive in in these sound stages. And I think a lot of people miss those opportunities because they just don't know that they're there. Um, you know.
2: Well, I'm so glad that that you are. Part of that generation, you're the the young people that admire what happened in the golden age. Yes. And um, uh, when I was first writing my book, I thought, God, I've been around so long that I don't think anybody's going to know who I am anymore. It's going to be Ruta Lee What's a Ruta Lee You know. Right. And when Harlan just sort of put out the thing that, that I do have a book in the works, I'm astounded by how many requests there are, morning, noon, and night, for me to be doing shows and radio shows and podcasts and televised shows. And, and I'm saying, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you. It's, it's, you know, wonderful. And I'm so pleased. And, you know, the, I think the title of my book was insisted on by somebody you may know, even from San Diego days, and that's George Pinocchio who yes. is the ABC, the main ABC Hollywood uh-huh. reporter, you know, yes. he does the red mm-hmm. carpets and all that. Yep. And he's, he's like uh, a, a godson to me, he and his wife, she does all my clothes, and, and uh, he is just the dearest guy. And he insisted, he said, you've got to use that title. And I said, but what about the so-called Bible Belt and so on and so forth? Of my book title is "Consider Your Ass Kissed," uh-huh. and what I'm saying now is that to me is paying the highest compliment I can to anybody who ever gave a damn about Lee. Uh-huh. whether it was watching on television or coming to the theater or sending me a letter or whatever the case may be. It it's just such a, a showbiz expression, you know, uh, to to say. And I say it with true sincerity and a, a very generous attitude in saying, consider your darling ass kiss. <laughs> and I mean it from the bottom of my heart, you know?
0: Yes. Well, you know what? We definitely appreciate you and everything that you guys have done. And, I mean, you guys, you guys built Hollywood, in yes. my opinion. So if it wasn't for you, then we would have nothing to go off of. We would have nothing to learn from. And I hear
2: what you're saying. Yeah. And I also I very, very much appreciate Hollywood and Broadway. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because actors and performers are the only people who give away the only thing they've got to sell. Yeah. Wow. You're right.
1: Wow. That's
2: that's right. isn't, that yes. is. yes. really, isn't that the truth? Yes, it is. Willie, isn't that the truth? Yes. We are asked for our time so much. Now, I've I've got a complaint that I'll share with you, and that is that I feel, and this is not a hundred percent, but overall, the younger generation now, who has reached stardom, without having to plod very hard or furiously for things, you know. Uh-huh who didn't have to work it uh-huh. and learn it but kind of it happened they just happened to be the right place at the right time or right. whatever and they're a star overnight but of course that stardom lasts two or three years and uh-huh. the minute you're off the tube it's gone mm-hmm. right and people don't remember uh but it's very hard to get young people now to give their time their effort their energy their money to the Thalians. I have tried for years to replace myself and Debbie uh-huh. and had a very hard time finding anybody that would do it. It's always, well, yeah, I'll come as the as the honoree, you know, right. but um, I'm going to be in New York so you're going to have to send a plane for me I and I won't fly on a commercial flight. It has to be private and I'll be bringing my manager and my agent and my hairdresser right. and blah. So that'll be a table of twelve, please. Uh-huh. And um, and there will be a Rolex at the end for me, won't there? Wow. Now, I'm mm. exaggerating just a wee bit, yeah, uh-huh. but, but I got not you. a hell of a lot. Yeah. Whereas when I was first starting in the business, it's amazing that I could get a number and I'd call Frank Sinatra and say, Francis Albert, would you do this for me? And and he came and was our honoree. The same thing with Lucille Ball. The same thing with Phyllis Diller. The same thing with Whoopi Goldberg. Uh-huh. Everybody felt if you earned a place in life that you got paid for doing what you loved, then you have to give something back. Damn it! Yes.
3: Yes. And Either I pay
2: it back or pay it forward. One way yes. or another, yes. do and it. I
0: agree. I agree. And that's exactly what we do. In fact, uh, we just recently got a call from a uh, middle school mm-hmm. in Florida asking us to help with the Gay Straight Alliance to help educate more about that. Oh, and we good. Were like, we were like, oh, well, we were honored. And I'm like, why Why did you want us to help speak for that? And they go, because look at your success. You guys have been together for 20 years. You've gone through the ups and downs. You've gone through everything. and And look where you're at now. You're doing this podcast. People are knowing you. And I'm like, okay. Well, thank you. And so we've been carrying on with that. And that's, you know, entertainment is our career. Hollywood is our business. Hollywood is our life. But at the end of the day, we're still, we're both human beings and we care a lot for people. Probably more than what we should. I agree. And you know, the one thing I will always be willing to do is if there's somebody standing next to me that needs the shirt off my back, I'm going to give them the shirt. Whether it fits or not, I'm going to give it.
2: That's going to see you into heaven, honey. Well,
0: thank you. Because,
2: you know, I I really believe that that is so good. Um, I was the uh, honoree at the huge AIDS assistance benefit Uh this year in Palm Springs. Oh, Lordy, guys, you should come to that. It is so wonderful. It's done out on a golf course with the Uh most beautiful settings. Well, what do you want from gay guys? What are you going to get but great (laughs) settings, (laughs) right? And they always have somebody sensational, you know, uh, for entertainment. Uh, This year it was ABBA. Wow. So you can imagine. And, and, you know, such dancing and carrying on goes on, and then they have uh, certain awards that they give away. And mine came for for the do-good that I do or have been doing for the last 60 years of my life. Uh So um I'm well aware of so many things and now there are just so many things to reach into your pocket for and we can't all afford to give all of our money away you have to provide right. for your old age you know right but you can sure give your time and whatever talent you have and your energy to helping somebody else and I don't care whether it's reading for the blind Uh, whether it's uh, helping some drunk off the street or whether it's an AIDS project, whatever, just get up off your ass and go do it. Yes. And in the meantime, consider it kissed.
0: Yes, exactly. And, you know, we learned that a lot uh, when we did live in... North Hollywood, actually, when we were talking about that previously and the apartment complex that we lived in, there was this older gentleman that lived there yeah, and he passed on. He's passed on now, but he used to be um, a former agent for William Morris. And um, he was the most loneliest man you'd ever meet. Oh, no. And yep. one day when he, when we. He must have been a lousy agent if he was lonely. You know, I, I don't know. I really couldn't answer that. But I do know that <laughs> from his, he had some of the best stories or yeah. whatever the case may be. But the thing of it was, is we, when he, we first encountered him, we were in one of the conference rooms or whatever. And he just came in, sat down and started talking. And the thing of it was, is we just started having conversations with him. And the one thing that his wife told us when he passed is that he goes, she said, the one thing he wanted me to tell you guys was thank you. Because when you live in that complex, all he wanted was somebody to listen to him. And you gave him that. And, you know, how
2: wonderful. Yes. And I'm like,
0: you know, that was, that's what it's worth. And so, you know, my time is valuable on this planet, but you know what? I always believe that everybody's time is valuable, and I'm not too good to reach out to another person and and, and make them feel appreciated, because we all should be appreciated. Um, well, I know. think
2: that the value rings the cash register in the good we bring.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So I will always say this. Anytime you need help with that organization, you have two guys that you can always count on that will that will bring it to the greatest stars that you can find. We will always be willing to help you with yes.
2: that. That is very, very kind, and I will remember that. And you will remember that when you're here, to give me a buzz, I don't guarantee that I'll be here. We travel a lot. I have a home in Mexico. I have a place uh-huh. in Palm Springs. I also have a home in Texas. So I'm yeah. all over the place. But if I'm here, I'll gladly have you come up and have a drink and see this Wonderful old house that I live in that was once lived in by Rita Hayworth and Orson Welles. Wow. And I keep, I keep making entrances down the staircase, rubbing my ass on the walls, hoping all the glamour will come off. Yeah, yeah. And uh, boy, is it great. And, and I'd love for you to see the house. It's wonderful.
0: Oh, that's nice. Well, you know what? How far are you away from Charo's house? Because we've, we've been with Charo a couple of mm-hmm. times. Chara's
2: over a canyon from me. She's not. Oh, okay. um, she's not in Laurel Canyon. I'm in Laurel Canyon. Okay. okay. I'm closer yeah. to. I'm closer to uh, North Hollywood where you were. Right. Okay. Uh, but I'm at the top of Laurel Canyon and Mulholland, and oh, uh, it's oh. it's wonderful. Oh, so Except yeah. That Everybody Ooh. has moved to California, and the traffic on Laurel Canyon has become infreaking uh-huh. possible.
0: You actually live near where we we just uh, got rid of a house in Studio City. So you're near Studio really? City. Yes, we did. We had a place that was right across from CBS Radford. Um, oh, well, yes. that's mm-hmm. my
2: neighborhood. I go get my nails done right around the oh, corner yes. from there. Uh-huh. Yeah, we, we shop at uh you know Trader Joe's and all yes. that yes, stuff. Yes, the at Trader Joe's. <laughs> yep. oh, yeah. we're, we're very familiar and, with and, that. And my I send my husband to get haircuts at Fantastic Sam's. Yep. 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 There. Yep. Oh we <laughs> That's we, how chic I am. I don't <laughs> I'm not interested in ninety dollar haircuts. Oh girl, I'm not either. Especially for
0: a man. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, you know what, you're gonna charge me all this money and all you're gonna do is use the clippers. It's like really? I could have done that myself. <laughs> you know, so Well, yeah. there are
2: times when I do his hair with uh, my little manicure scissors, which is really amazing. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: That's funny. And he
2: he he puts up with it. God bless him, he has the patience of Job. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so when does your book come out? Well, I'm on rewrite right now, except uh-huh. that every time I go to edit, all I do is Add more, which is impossible. <laughs> then, of course, if it, when I put in all the pictures that I'll want to put in that I think will be right. of interest, it's going to be the size of a telephone book, you know. <laughs> so, I <I've, laughs> I don't think that's going to be very marketable. So we're in the process now. We're talking with several uh, publishers, um, and Harlan Ball is, is helping me. He's a uh-huh. very very long time friend, and I think the only Gentlemen in the public relations business, I know. And so, uh, hopefully, at 2020, we will be. Hopefully, you'll have me on again too. We when will. It comes We up. will.
1: Yes. Girl, you're not going to get rid of plug us. Plug away. Yeah, you're not
0: going to get rid oh, of so us. I'm so glad that to
1: hear that.
2: Yes, <laughs> yes. we'll, we'll, my we'll be my new best there. friends in yes. the past. Yes. <laughs>
0: absolutely, absolutely. Well, really quick before we uh, let you go, what could be the what most iconic or memorable moment? in Hollywood that you you could tell us what great grand story could you tell us that you always adored
2: wow <laughs> there there have been so many that that it's kind of hard to say I, I i think the proudest i am is is what i have been able to do for the betterment of the uh of mankind we might say because of helping mental health problems is the fact that I've been able to pull, like I said, a Frank Sinatra, a uh, Dean Martin, a Sammy Davis, a Lucille Ball, Uh uh, whoever in this business, the biggest in the business. Clint Eastwood took me, I I think I told you, 20 years to get as an honoree. And I was after him. And the fact that I had the patience and the wherewithal to go after people and get them were, to me, crowning moments. Not, I mean, some bizarre and wonderful things have happened to me on film, um, but that, that's probably it. Now, one of the funniest and dearest moments in Hollywood. Uh-huh. And you will love this. Okay. Oh, good, because we and, really love
1: stories. <laughs>
2: and and your your all your gay fans will love this. Uh-huh. Um, I was uh, hired for witness for the prosecution by uh, Arthur Hornblow Jr., who saw me watching Frank Sinatra at, at a Macambo nightclub and said, "Gee, you'd be a, a, an interesting." lead for, uh, 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 not lead, but a uh, love match for uh, Tyrone Power in Witness for the Prosecution. Will you come uh-huh. in and meet the uh, the director, Billy Wilder? And I said, is, is tomorrow too soon? And um, so in I went, and they put me on camera, and uh, Marlena Dietrich saw the brushes, and she said, no, 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 Nick Nine, because I was blonde, so I became a brunette overnight. Well, uh-huh. I started the picture some half oh I don't know two or three weeks later and as I um, came into the picture I went to the makeup department and of course I knew all the makeup guys because I had done a lot of television and movies and things and they're all good guys you know that take good care of you and they said listen when you get back on the set in your beautiful little tight, skimpy dress that Grady Hunt, my dear friend, made for you. And when you when you uh, go on the set, don't pay attention to Charles Lawton. He's a nasty old fag. He doesn't like young girls. <laughs> Just do your work and be nice, and everything will be fine.
3: Wow. So
2: now I come onto the set with a little fear and trepidation. And... I kind of wish the floor would open up and swallow me, because there I am in my perky little hat and and the tight little dress and and a little fur wrap, and the company is sitting around in like British tea circles, having tea time and all of that, and nobody is saying hello, welcome, sit down, uh, here's what you have to do, nothing, I'm just standing there wondering what to do. And I'm not shy, but for the first time in my life, I sort of wish that the floor would open up and swallow me. Uh Mm -hmm. And suddenly somebody comes up and smacks me on the rear end, and I go (laughs) flying across the room, and I look back, and it's Charles Lawton. And he's pointing at me saying, that's the best damned ass I've seen in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, that took care of that. Now, Charles Lawton became, like, My dear, dear mentor friend, he and Elsa, a Lanchester, whom he was married to, helped me with keeping a a British accent, um, because, you know, high English is very easy to do, Mm -hmm. and limey is a little easier to do, too, you know, (laughs) but that middle English was something else, and uh, they would invite me to lunch with them, because she would cook for Charles, trying to keep him on a diet, And he'd pout if I didn't come in to his dressing room in the morning and say hello first, you know. So that's how wonderful and humorous and crazy that mean old fag was. He just
0: (laughs) That's so funny. Isn't that a sweet story? It Mm -hmm. is. Oh, my gosh. That'll be in the book. (laughs) I'm sure. Well, we can't wait to read it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we could go on and have conversations with you for hours, but we'll save that for the martini you know you got it darling boy you
2: got it I'm (laughs) so happy for you both and I'm not likely to see you before Christmas one never knows yes
3: Uh,
2: but if um, if you are this way do come by if you come by when you're already married that's even better yes Uh, and but I wish you both great great joy great love and great patience with each other um, and just keep laughing, make everything a laugh. Even when you're furious with each other, find something to laugh about.
0: Well, thank you. Thank that's, you. That's definitely what we try to do. Yes. That's the way, that's the secret of a, of a happy life and a happy, uh, marriage, in my opinion. I feel like we've already Absolutely. been married, you know? Well, Ruta, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. it this has just been thank a you. delight. Yes,
2: I'm, I'm, just a, I'm so thrilled so and honored happy. that you would have me. Thank you so much, and thanks for sharing your audience with them, with me. And uh, please ask them to look up the Thalians, Most important. God bless.
0: So if you ever wondered what it was like having a conversation with Chris and Will involving people that we've either worked with or famous people or even in Hollywood, that is exactly the way it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, it was an interview. I get that. But I mean, it was just like a regular conversation. It's like, hey, girl, what you doing? That's right. Shooting the breeze. It's all about what about our lives. You got a true what about our life experience. Yep. We love Ruta. Thank you, Ruta, so much for being on the show. I mean, it was so much fun. And and guys, do be sure to go check out that website and help support it. It's such an amazing organization and an important organization at that. So, Willie, what's the address?
1: The address is Thaliens.org. That's T-H-A-L-I-A-N-S dot O-R-G.
0: Yep. Go check it out trust me it's worth the organization it helps it helps it helps it helps yes and you guys thank you so much for joining us week after week we appreciate you we have another episode next week with another great topic and another great guest and be sure to follow us on Instagram
1: at chris.and.will
0: yes and tell your friends about us because we love to entertain everybody and guys remember we love you love yourself and the world will love you in return but for now, thank you, Ruta. Thank you guys. We'll see you back here next week for another great episode of What About Our Life with Chris and Will. Yes. So we got to go. Bye. Bye.